0: Welcome to the Spiritual Warfare Network Podcast, the training ground for warriors in Christ who are ready to walk in their God-given power and authority. Apostle DeCoy Green is about to equip you with kingdom strategies and teach you how to strategically pray and effectively engage the enemy in spiritual warfare. Now let's get into today's teaching. Good evening.
1: Good evening. Welcome to weekly bible site this is the core green again i greet you all in the precious name of jesus uh, so i'm going to open up in prayer and we're going to jump right on into today's word Father god we count on giving in glory honor and praise you thank you for the word that you go forth on today oh god that it will take root in the lives of these your people open our eyes to see what it is you're showing us open our ears to hear touch our heart that we may receive this word oh god as it move as we move forward uh today Oh God, we come against every seed and we try to sow to try to snatch this word. We come against it now in the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you God, that your glory is coming upon this Bible study. You be glorified, you be magnified. We give your name all glory, honor, and praise. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen, amen, and amen. Good evening, good evening uh, to everyone. Uh, and so uh quick recap of last week. Uh last week's Bible study. We we're on part seven uh, of exposing Oh it's part seven of defeating demonic strongman, but we were talking about uh, exposing uh strategies of the strongman. And of course we said that as godly strongmen, we have to be strategic, but demonic strongmen are also strategic. They have a plan. Uh nothing is just by accident, they have a plan. Uh and so and, and so and so they try to find all different type of ways. They try to trap us, they try to stop us, to try to discourage us, uh, try to try to get you to bite the bait. Uh, to try to get you fighting on low level, low level battles, uh, so to speak, so that so that you too weary uh when it's time to actually encounter the strongman, et cetera. Uh so we went down a, a list of different ways, of course, to try to frustrate you, try to get you impatient, uh so you can fight start fighting recklessly without a plan or without a strategy. Uh and of course that plays into the favor of the demonic strongman man if we're fighting without uh a strategy. So they want you weary from battle. They, they want you fighting uh senseless battles. Uh again, they want you to bite the bait. Uh, for every battle. Because again, if, if you're just fighting, 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 but you're not seeking God for strategy, then you can find yourself fighting recklessly. Uh, so so again, uh, we see how the strong man would try to impede your progress, uh, your prayer life, etc. Uh, so we went through several things there. Um, and so if you missed last week's Bible study, uh, make sure you go and watch that, uh, that recap or watch the replay from uh, last week. And so today, We're going to part eight of Defeating the Demonic Strongman, and we could continue uh, talking about uh, exposing strategies of the strongman. So let's go over to First Corinthians, First Corinthians, Chapter 15, verses 31 through 34. And that's First Corinthians, Chapter 15, verses
0: 31 through 34. new king james version it says
1: i affirm by the boasting in which i have in christ jesus our lord i die daily if in the man of men i have fought with beasts at ephesus what advantage is it to me if the day do not rise let us eat and drink tomorrow we die do not be deceived evil company corrupts good habits awake to righteousness and do not sin for some do not have the knowledge of God. I speak this to your shame. And so uh, and so, again, in, in this particular passage, of course, we find uh, Apostle Paul. Uh, he, he was uh, addressing uh, the church uh, at Ephesus. Uh, and so uh, he w- he was beginning to break down some of what uh, what he had dealt with. Uh, he was talking about the resurrection of the dead in Christ. In other words, some thought there was no life after death. So just the back trouble what was going on some of them some some of them thought there was no life after death so paul was defending the fact defending the fact that there is life after death and and apostle paul spoke of how he died daily not only to sin but he was experiencing persecution and ridicule daily for preaching about christ daily he was being ridiculed daily he was being persecuted because he was preaching the gospel of christ so he encountered this daily daily he had to crucify his flesh and not get offended And not get offended daily. And even in Amplified, uh, verse 31 says, I assure you, believers, by the pride which I have in you and your union with Christ, Jesus, our Lord, I die daily. I face death and die to self. I face death and die to self. What good has it done for me if merely from a human point of view, I fought with wild animals at Ephesus? If the dead are not raised at all, let us eat and drink and join ourselves now for tomorrow we die. Do not be deceived. Bad company corrupts good morals. So again, Paul's Paul was like, please understand. Every day. The enemy's trying to come for me every day. The enemy's trying to find a way to stop me. Every day. He said, but I die daily. Number
0: one, to the self, get out of my own way. And
1: and, it, and I understand it as the fight is the enemy trying to come after me. And this was he said this was daily. This was daily. He said I faced death and died to self. I die daily. His life was being threatened all the time. The enemy didn't want him preaching the gospel. The enemy didn't want him going about doing what he's supposed to do. The strong man doesn't want you going about doing what God's called you to do. The strong man wants to take you out. So so we have to understand this ain't no play, play, fight. This ain't no game. Warfare is real. We we can't take this lightly. You are a threat to the strong man. The bigger threat you are, the more they're going to try to come for you. So what? Apostle Paul made it clear. I die daily. I face death daily. But I'm going to keep showing up. victory after victory in the midst of what the enemy tries to do. I'm not going to give the enemy uh, 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 an advantage. I'm going to keep showing up. So he was saying, I was. so this is what the strong man does. They they, they try to persecute you. They try to ridicule you. The strong man wants to pull you down until you have no self-identity, until you want to quit, until you want to give up, until you say, I'm done, until you curse yourself. The strong man wants you to curse yourself. Why? To give more legal rights to keep doing what they've been doing, to find more legal rights to steal, to destroy. Hello. But we got to keep showing up. So, Paul's Paul is a perfect example. He's like, daily. I face it daily. I die every single day. And you're going to talk about carrying God's glory? Defeating the strong man? We got to die to this flesh every day. That's why this whole month of January, the entire focus has been on. Uh, uh, We fasted the whole month, and the Lord is saying He's getting our house in order. So we are accustomed to dying to this flesh daily, getting this flesh out of the way daily. Again, we're in First Corinthians chapter fifteen, verses thirty-one to thirty-four, and so again, daily, 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 daily. So the life you live for Christ will attract attacks. It's going to attract attacks. That rhymes, attract attacks. It will attract attacks from the enemy, but those attacks cannot bury you because they will only attract more of God's glory to you. As you're chasing after God, you're carrying more of God's glory and really his glory. They can't get in his glory, but they hate that we're carrying God's glory. They hate that we have the ability to carry God's glory. So they're trying to keep you out of God's presence. They're trying to keep you out of God's face. They're trying to keep you out of prayer. They're trying to keep you out of intimate time with God because they know there's nothing they can do in the glory. There's nothing the enemy can do with the glory. They can do stuff with your flesh. Stuff with your soul. But they can't do nothing when you, spirit, steps into the glory of God. They know this. That's why they try to bait you and distract you. The strong man wants to bait you and distract you because they don't want you spending time with God. Why do you think if you look at the course of your life, the biggest challenge you have, you can go down a list of things you have this challenge has been a challenge. Your biggest challenge, our biggest challenge, has been consistency with time with God. Check the record, no matter what it is, your biggest challenge has been consistent time with God. Going deeper in that time of God, staying consistent and persistent with your time with God. That's been your biggest challenge. So you, you you come at the, the totality of your life to this point. That has been your biggest challenge because the enemy does not want you in prayer. The enemy does not want you in intimacy with God. The enemy does not want you carrying God's glory. Yes, they block, try to block this and block that and attack there and attack there. But the end goal is to keep you out of God's glory. The end goal is to keep you from bringing God's kingdom on earth. That's been the focus. Wonder why that is. Wonder why that's the focus of the strong man, because they understand the power of a praying child of God. They understand the power of the secret place. And they know that is the secret. They know that is the secret chasing after God, chasing after God, chasing after God. The strong man knows that is the secret. So they're doing everything to try to keep you out of the secret place. Anything they can do to get you out of God's word, to get you out of spending consistent and persistent time with God, because they know that's where the secret is. They know that's the secret to the power that you carry. Hello. It's not in your works. It's in your time spent with God, not in your works. It is in your time spent with God and the strong man understands that. And that is why the strong man will try to do everything and anything to keep you out of prayer. Check the record. No wonder why the enemy tried to get you upset and frustrated. Till you didn't want to pray. You didn't have the words to pray. You're too tired to pray. No wonder why they're trying to convince you that your prayers aren't working. No wonder they're trying to convince you that your prayers aren't manifesting. Because guess what the enemy does know? That they don't want you to know. They want you to know. They want you to to think that your prayers don't work. Because they know that for everything they held up, everything they delayed, every setback they caused, they know by God's law, and especially when we enforce that law, they're going to have to pay up more than what they stole. But you know what? You know what they've been banking on? That most children of God won't really understand that. They're hoping that most children of God won't grasp that concept, so they can keep getting away with it, and keep getting away with it, and keep getting away with it. And that 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 you live long enough, uh, the goal for them is that 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 you live long enough to 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 to, to not even recognize that, that all the work they were doing behind the scenes, till time so much time elapses until you don't even care about it anymore. That's what they want. They want to wear you down. They want to outlast you. You have to determine this demonic storm and these demonic storm assigned to me, y'all will not outlast me. I will get everything God's promised. I will fulfill every bit of my destiny that God has written about me. Written about me. That has to be your mindset. They're banking on that we don't know any better. But we do know better. And that's why we got to keep pressing and keep chasing after God because they don't want you in prayer. So Paul's making it clear. I got to die daily. I got to crucify this flesh daily. I got to get out of my own way daily. I got to put down my own selfish will daily. The flesh rises up when some folks get under your skin. I got to die to that daily. Folks saying things, uh, uh, telling lies about you, you got to die to that flesh daily. They may be trying to set trap for you, you got to die to that flesh daily. Daily, and 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 then apostle paul spoke about in verse 32 he says i have fought with beasts at ephesus he fought with beasts he was referring to demons he was saying that his fight was not in vain and, and so yes he was talking about demons he wasn't talking about fighting with people even able to say wild animals. He, he wouldn't talk about all oh, these lions trying to attack me all day. He's talking about the demonic realm coming after him, trying to stop him. That's why he said, I and amplified, I die daily. I face death and die to self. And die to self. He made a, a, a Burnley clap then he said, What good has it done me if merely from a human point of view I fought with wild animals at Ephesus? So, so 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 and and, and even and 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 he was talking about the demonic attacks, he was even talking about how 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 um the, the, the enemy army that they, they, they were rising up against him. They were trying to trap him, trying to put him in prison. Even when he talks about when we see when he talks about there was a thorn in my flesh. That thorn, when you when you started background of it, was talking about the enemy army, the enemy army trying to come after him. Demonic attacks through demons, demonic attacks through people. But he was putting it in perspective now. He was putting it in perspective that I, I've been fighting this thing, but I'm not going nowhere. He, he he was saying that, that that his fight was not in vain, but again, it, it, it would have seemed to be so if there was no promise or reward after death. He was saying there is life after death. He was saying, why risk death daily for no reward? He said, I'm not risking this daily, being crucified every day, being persecuted daily for no reward. He knew he had a greater reward than just what he got on earth, but he was gonna get rewards on earth too. Now, when you fight against the enemy here on earth, not only will you walk in the victory here, but your ultimate reward. Our ultimate reward is going to be in heaven. So Paul Paul was telling the people not to entertain those who didn't believe in a resurrection. Because it's only going to cause confusion. The strong man wants to cause confusion. The strong man wants to make you think you're losing your mind. The strong man wants to make you think that, that, that you're off. That you're missing God. That, that's what the strong man wants want you to believe. That's what they want you to believe. But you gotta realize that payday is coming for our wicked enemies. And, and the Lord is, is, is still kind of revealing some things to me and giving me some more some more downloads uh, uh, about because I, I, I know I, I was having a Jeremiah conversation with him. Lord, how how much longer? What what while wicked enemies try to mock us, try to try to try to mock you? Specifically, witches, warlocks, and soldiers. I was like, Lord, some of them are still playing games. They think they're getting away with this. They, what, what? 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 When is it going to come? And so he, he's beginning to give me some downloads about about some of the rights that witch the and social can use to try to buy them some time. But 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 it's going. They're going to be exposed. But but I was like, Come on now now, 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 now I need to see. I need I need to see the judgment come upon some of these witch and socials who think this is a game. I was having a Jeremiah moment. I said, "Lord, this 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 got to give now. I want I want to see this. They're making a mockery of you, a mockery of your name. They think this is a game, but the time is coming. Their life's gonna be put all the way out. They've been told, repent or die. So 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 Paul was saying, but don't worry about It it, it doesn't end here." He said, don't entertain those. Don't entertain those who don't believe in the resurrection. Don't don't fall into that trap of confusion. The strong man tries to connect you with the wrong people because they don't want you to get to the right people. So you got to pray for discernment. Again, the strong man will try to connect you to the wrong people. Because they don't want you to get to the right people. So you have to pray for discernment. Sometimes a person who's put in, they'll put in position in you to try to block you to get in your way from getting where you're supposed to be. From getting to who you're supposed to get to. From talking to who you're supposed to get to. The strong man will send wrong connections to try to derail you and distract you. There are just some people you, you, you can't hang with or associate with. Sure, you ought to let your light shine and you spread the gospel of Christ, but they can't be your friend under those circumstances. So you need to understand the assignment when it's, in, when it's an assignment and when it's not an assignment. God sends you on assignment, but you should be careful not to make a part-time assignment have a full time place in your life. And you know the difference between against someone who's trying to change your mind about the truth as opposed to someone who just doesn't know the truth and is curious to learn. The strong man knows if we have any weaknesses. Hear me clear? the strong man knows if we have any weaknesses, and they will send foot soldiers to try to keep you from getting to what God has for you. So you had to cancel every distraction. Every distraction. And in verse 34, we see he says, Awake to righteousness. Because, of course, 33, he said, Do not be Evil company corrupts good habits. That goes back to contamination. This ain't no time to have no contamination in the camp. You ever heard of an accomplice to a crime? The person didn't commit the crime, but they were an accomplice to help them commit the crime. They might have been one driving a vehicle. There might be one who knew about it, but they chose to withhold the information. Accessory after the fact. They have information, but they're withholding it. So when it comes to contamination, and you talk about carrying more of God's glory, there is a such thing as guilty by association. There's there's rules in the realm of the spirit. And and one day I'll, I'll get into some deep teaching on, on, on rules and laws i touched, taught on this some, but go deeper about laws, understanding laws. And I've talked about how, to, how you can create laws. But there's laws in the realm of the spirit that don't change. And the enemy knows those laws and they try to use those laws to try to come up against us. So verse 34 says, "Awake to righteousness and do not sin. For some do not have the knowledge of God. I speak this to your shame. So he was telling people to wake up from their drunken sleep. They were drunk in sin and had fallen into the trap of the enemy to believe these false doctrines. And so the problem was that it was going on in the church community. That was the problem. So Paul, Paul was saying that it shouldn't be among them because they should know better than to to entertain this foolish talk. They've experienced the grace of God. They had no reason to entertain this foolish talk of those who did did not believe in the resurrection of the body and life after death in heaven. When you know the truth of God, the enemy the enemy can't steal it. You have to give it up. When you don't know, they have more lies to you. So we have to study God's Word, study His laws that are already written in Scripture. Because of course the storm is going to try
0: to try to try to uh, twist the word. The Amplified verse thirty four says,
1: "Be sober minded." Be sensible. Wake up from your spiritual stupor as you ought, and stop sinning. For some of you have no knowledge of God. You are disgracefully ignorant of him and ignore his truths. I say this to you, Shemi. So y'all should know better by now. Why are we still going back to these elementary things? Elementary things. Elementary sin. Stuff to like, seriously, you gonna do that? That wasn't even no struggle for you. you just did it. Living in sin, swimming in sin, sleeping in sin. He said, come out from among them. You got to die to that flesh. So he said, said, no, we we ought not to be living in sin. The straw man wants you to live in sin. The straw man wants you to keep living in sin and going deeper, deeper in sin because they know you can't get in God's glory. And I use that to create an more opening, and more opening, more opening, so they get more access. That's why he said I die daily. I die daily to this flesh, even though I'm being attacked daily, I'm being persecuted daily. I'm bigger than that. I'm above that. Greatest he that's in me than he that's in the world. Do you not realize? So, so you have to understand the level that you're on as you continue to go deeper in God. Do you not realize that there's not one day that goes by that the enemy is not plotting against you? Not one day of your life has there not been a plan out about you. So think about how much see the enemy wants you to look at what has seemed to work. but well, what they don't want you to see is what has not worked. What has tried to come for you? What has tried to come to take you out? What has been sent to try to kill you? What's been sent to try to, 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 to wipe you out? What the enemy else the enemy wanted to steal from you and they couldn't get to it. They couldn't touch it. You have way more victories than you can account for. I, I can, You can cash that check at the bank any day of the week. You have way more victories than you can account for. But of course, the enemy wants you to walk by sight. Why? Because the Lord said walk by faith, not by sight. But well, why would the Lord tell us to not walk by sight? Because he knows that's a playing ground for the enemy. What happened when Adam and Eve ate from that tree? They weren't not supposed to. Their eyes were open. The Lord said, where y'all at? Oh, we're hiding. Why? Because we heard you coming. We're naked. Who told you you were naked? Your eyes have been opened. Your physical eyes. They didn't even know they were naked until sin entered. Now they're going by what they see and they're hiding from God. Sin caused adam and eve to be kicked out of the presence of god out of the glory of god sin caused adam and eve to run from god instead of running To God. The strong man wants you running from God instead of to God. They want you looking at situations that cause you to run from God instead of to God. They want you to look at what had manifested in the natural to run from God instead of to God because they know that's where the answers lie. They know that's where the breakthrough is. They know they can't get into God's glory. They know that in God's glory is where the time is redeemed. When Scripture says he will restore the years you lost, it's in his glory. When he says he redeemed the time, it's in his glory. The strong man knows that. Adam and Eve, you hiding from God? You in great fellowship with God. Now you running from his presence. You covering yourself. Now they made flesh their covering what God was supposed to be their covering. Are you following me now? Tactics and strategies of the strong man. You have far more victories that you can't even account for and you get to heaven. You can look at this track record. Oh, my God. What? When did that happen? It never happened. What? What? That? It never happened. What What? what about that? Oh, my God. I didn't see it. it. never happened. It was blocked. It was canceled. It was shut down. But we caught up in. Look at this. And this ain't moving. And that ain't moving. And this ain't happening. Because the enemy wants you to get caught up in that stuff. And really way more stuff. There's way more victories you have than you can account for. But the enemy wants you caught up in looking at the battles you're in now. As though you haven't had won many battles. You won battles that you never even fought. You got to catch this now. You won battles you never even had to fight. And you already won it. There's some things that never came across your desk. Because it shouldn't have. It didn't have to. It was dealt with. Your prayers dealt with it. Your warfare dealt with it. God's grace dealt with it. heaven host dealt with it. Because your prayers. See, you, you have to understand the laws of the realm of the spirit. God's word does not return void, right? He speaks to you. He speaks something in you. His word, not just the written word of God, Him speaking anything to you, and you speak it is His word, right? So, so you got to catch this now. So, and and I teach this. I go in in depth in some of this in the Warrior Circle, but I'm gonna give you a little snippet. So, so if 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 God gave you something to show you something, the problem you prayed about something. Watch this now. I'm gonna give you a perfect example of laws in the realm of the spirit. While your words are so powerful, death and life is in the power of your tongue. Every word you you speak must produce. You understand this? You you you. Christ is in you now. Every word you speak must produce. You you got there's no words that fall to the ground. Either angels are coming for your words or demons are coming for your words. Death and life in the power of tongues. So understanding laws in the realm of the spirit so i give an example before you pray for someone healing for some for them to be healed from the rising from the bed of affliction let's say they let's say they died you stood in faith you declare the word you, you pray you intercede for them and and it looks like oh man they died what happened oh man well i guess i'm not gonna be able to keep I mean, what's the point to try amy tries to try to discourage you in it like see what's the point of praying for them every time you pray for something somebody nothing happens nothing changes nobody getting healed everybody everybody is look at what's happening but what you don't recognize is that that seed that seed that you prayed will not die it must produce so it may impact someone else in that person's life that you prayed for who may have died but they may have a child a family member but the spirit of death is coming after them and your prayer that seed it grows see it don't stop growing. Now that seed is growing and it swallows up what death tried to do. Or I'm going to ricochet back on you when death was trying to come after after you prematurely. And that prayer that you prayed now ricocheted back to you and covered you from death that you didn't even know. That you didn't even know of. Hello. I'm trying to help you understand this now. I'm trying to help you understand. Your prayers can't fall to the ground. That prayer is going to produce. So the enemy wants you to look, oh, that person died. Oh, my prayers didn't work. That seed is going to produce. Somebody's going to be resurrected. Somebody's going to be healed because of that prayer. And it might just be you, that very prayer, that very seed that you pray may have to come back to protect you. It will not fall to the ground. By God's own law, it cannot happen. Understanding rules and laws the realm of the spirit. That's why the enemy tries to get you to curse yourself and try to come capitalize on your own word curses, which is why we got to cancel any word curse we spoke over our own selves, any damnation we spoke over our own self. Any things we spoke against our own self to down ourselves to say you're dumb or, I'm dumb or I, I don't know nothing or well, I guess I deserve this. This is what I have coming. You got to watch what you say because those words are real. Those words produce and those seeds will produce something. You better believe it. Whether it's for good or for bad, those words will come for you. Because of laws in the realm of the spirit. So we got to come. I cast on every word curse. I've ever spoken over myself, every idle word I've ever spoken over myself, I cast it down in Jesus' name. You got to catch this now. You got to catch this. I'm I'm helping you understand. Put it in perspective. Put put it in perspective. We got to be careful what we speak. Careful what we say. Those words will produce. It's a law in the realm of the spirit. That word when the scripture says death and life is in the power of the tongue. Though he love it, will eat the fruit thereof. He let us know. Either death or life is coming out of your mouth. But it's going to produce some fruit. So don't ever let the enemy discourage you another time about your prayer life, about what you have prayed for or who you prayed for and think, oh, it didn't happen or it didn't work. Don't ever let the enemy lie to you about that again. That seed. It's going to save somebody. That seed is going to protect somebody. That seed is going to heal somebody. That seed is going to get somebody delivered. That seed that you prayed is going to get somebody saved. Even if it appeared that it didn't work for somebody else. By God's own law, that seed must find a home that seed must take root somewhere that seed must then become a fruit somewhere somewhere somehow somewhere along the way it will manifest that's a guarantee that's why you get to heaven you'll be looking at the record like whoa what i did that my prayer did that i didn't even know. i don't even know this person with well, your prayers what well, could you pray could you just show it up with the glory oh right here this person right here got got healed of cancer but i never prayed for them yeah but you walked by them when you in the grocery store and you didn't know that you released anointing the glory just jumped on and they got healed what i didn't know that so you mean I talk, I've got all these results that I know nothing about? That's why Scripture says you work as you work unto the Lord. You on a summit sent by God. Don't look at the situation. Don't look at the circumstance. Don't look at what it looks like. We were not created to go by what we see. He said we walk by faith, not by sight. It's like closing your eyes to what you see in the natural. Now you can't see anything and your total dependence has to be on God. But when you eyes open and you're looking in the natural and you're looking at what you're seeing, now you get nervous. Oh, my God, my bank account. All these bills are coming due. Oh, my goodness, this sickness is there. Oh, my goodness, how this going to happen? How am I going to do this? How am I going to do that? I don't know if I can make it. How can I get out of that? How are we going to go this way? How are we going to come up with this? Because you're looking at what you're seeing, but you're just like closing your eyes. OK, Lord, I trust you. I can't even see this dead. I can't even see it piling up. I trust you. You're leading me, Holy Spirit. You're holding my hand. The steps of a good man are ordered by God. Lord, you're guiding me. You, you're holding my hand. I'm looking through my spiritual eyes because in a spiritual lens, it looks bad. In a spiritual lens, it look, I mean, in a natural lens, it looks bad. In a natural lens, it looks like it's a mountain. It looks like it's insurmountable, but I put on faith and I look to the lens of faith. I change my vantage point and I see, whoa, God, it looks so small now, but it looks so big earlier when I was looking through my natural eyes. Now I'm looking through my spiritual eyes. It looks so small i was crying over that i was worried over that i was stressing over that i was worried about that why i'm so bigger than that i'm so above that it looks so small from up here it looks so small when i look through the lens of faith because that's the lens you were always created to look through adam and eve who told you you were naked who told you that's what that situation was who told you that's what it was that's what it looked like no that's your physical eyes. And the enemy is preying on that and using that against you. Because they can easily go to the courts of heaven and look at them again. They're looking at sight. They don't trust you like they say they are. We should get more access to them. Look at them. They're worried and stressed over that. They don't trust you like they say they do. There's no way. They're looking through their physical eyes and they're getting worried and all sad and upset about it. Look, they don't trust you. And it's one thing to have emotion. show sure, you have emotion but you can't be led by those emotions you can't be moved by those emotions you were not created to go by what you physically see it's in the
0: word walk by faith well we walk in by
1: faith but well, what is faith the substance of things hoped for the evidence the evidence of what we can't see eyes closed again i'm looking through faith I can't see it. It's evidence, but I can't see it, but it's evidence. This faith says it's done. Faith, faith is going back on the word of God. Jesus Christ said it's finished. It's done. It's already worked out, but I can't see. Oh, I'm seeing through the lens of faith. It's done. I don't need to see the circumstance. I don't need to see the situation. I know it's done. I know it's done. I've seen it around with the spirit. By faith, I know it's done. By faith, I already have it. By faith, I can achieve it. By faith, I can grab it. But when I look through my physical eyes, Oh, it looks so far away. It looks so big. How can I get it, Lord? I don't know. Oh, my God. Why I keep going to this? It's such a long journey. Oh, woe is me. Oh, I just can't get a break. I can't seem to get breakthrough. I'm going through the same thing over and over again because you're going by what you see. But when I close my eyes and I look through the lens of faith, I put on faith. Oh, it's already done. Oh, look at that, God. I don't even see the enemy over there. It's done there. Oh, that's already worked out. My marriage is over there. My finances, are, my career is in place there. Oh, okay. By faith is done. What am I worried about? I gotta keep fighting a good fight of faith, not fighting a bad fight of flesh. Hello. Put in perspective now. Whole different ball game. When we put on the lens of faith, the strong man wants you to walk by flesh. Go figure. Opposite of God's will. Let's go to Luke 22, Luke 22, verses 31 to 34. Luke 22, verses 31 to 34. Can that's Luke 22, verses 31 to 34. New King James Version. And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, indeed, Satan has asked for you that he may sift you as wheat but i have prayed for you that your faith should not fail and when you have returned to me strengthen your brethren but he said to him lord i'm ready to go with you both to prison and to death then he said i tell you peter the rooster shall not crow this day before you will deny me three times you will deny three times that you know me three times you know me and in the greek word uh, uh, for asking for ask this passage, he says, Satan has asked for you. The Greek word means, I demand of, ask for, beg earnestly for, earnestly for to demand for trial. A desire, and I, and, I, and, I, and I preached on this from this passage before recently, uh, some months ago, from this passage, again, how this was really a, a, a trial in the courts of heaven. Satan was trying to take Peter to the courts of heaven. He was demanding a trial it also in the greek it means to request a full handing over to request a full handing over premise saying hand peter all the way over to me a complete takeover satan wanted to completely take over peter it also means to ask or beg for oneself to ask that one be given up to one from from one one from the power of another for torture so Satan wanted to torture Peter. And it also means for punishment. He wanted to punish Peter. Satan wanted that Peter and the disciples to be completely removed out of God's hand. Satan was demanding a trial. He wanted to take them to the courts of heaven. He knew something was in Peter's heart that, would try, that, that he could try to continue to take advantage of. Satan knew the seed that was there because Satan planted the seed. He was sowing seeds and saw an opportunity to now take Peter and the disciples to court. He saw an opportunity. Because in verse twenty-four in this very chapter, the disciples were just arguing about who would be the greatest among them. Well, you, I'm gonna be greater. No, I'm gonna be greater than you. No, I'm gonna be the best. I'm gonna be the most known one. But I'm the favorite. But I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be the most known. That was a form of pride beginning to form inside their heart. Well, who planted that pride there? Satan. And now he came to collect. He sowed the seeds. Now it's starting to grow. This is my opportunity. Now I can go back to the court to heaven because now I got something for him. Satan no, sowed that seed. It began to grow. Now he wanted a court date. Now he wanted a court date. We know again, as I said, we talk about legal rights, that Satan is a legalist. The demonic strongmen assigned to us are legalists. So you need to take your cases to the courts of heaven and know that God won't go against his own word. He won't go against his own laws. The enemy also knows God won't go against his own laws. That's why they try to bring it to the courts of heaven against us. But it's one thing to say it, but it's another thing to actually believe that it applies to you. And we know, again, monitoring spirits, these monitoring demons, they study you. They study your every move. Again, they work for the strong man. They study your bloodline. They study where you live. And one of the reasons they do this is to collect evidence, as you well know, to present against you in the courts of heaven. And some of the evidence they present has nothing to do with what you did, but they can bring charges against you simply based on something that occurred on your bloodline or something that happened in your city, something happened in your neighborhood, something that happened to someone who's connected to you. Guilty by association, those who you connect with that God's saying to disconnect from. They see this guilty by association. They try to find every loophole to try to present in the courts of heaven as to why they have a legal right to hinder, delay, or block something God has that belongs to you. This is why. This is why we cannot afford not to pray. This is why we cannot afford not to have a prayer life. This is why we must continue to chase after God so the enemy cannot use these little loopholes against us because we're showing up to court. And the first step in the process of sifting wheat is to loosen the chaff from the grain, which is called the threshing. And so during that time, the wheat would be spread on the floor, known as the threshing floor. Then the cattle would be used to walk all over it. To break it and crush the sheaves. from their feet, and also another way uh, uh, to, was to beat the the wheat stalks and husk against a hard surface until the grain was removed from the stalks. So they would beat it, beat it against a hard surface until the grains were removed. So what does the enemy want to do? What does the strong man want to do? They want to beat on you. They want they 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 want you to break. They, they want to break, crush. And beat on you like the sifting of wheat process. They want to keep beating you and beating, you, or they want to trample over you. Now we supposed to Luke 1090 says, We supposed to trample over serpents and scorpions. We supposed to walk all over them, but they're trying to walk all over us. No, 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 it don't work like that. Not on our watch. So literally, Satan was saying, I want to be able to beat and break and crush these disciples. Because I want to get legal access to them because I have a legal right now, because what's in their heart. And so after this was the winnowing process, where the grain was thrown up in the air, and the wind would blow away the bad chaff, and the grain that could be eaten would fall back to the floor. Then it would be sifted with a sieve. And then the last step was to sieve or sift the grain. And sometimes the weeds got mixed in with the wheat or the unwanted particles. So the grain. Will then be sifted. The straw man wants to bring a whole lot of unwanted things in your life. The wrong people in your life. They want to test your faith. They want to toss you around. They want to throw you around until you hit rock bottom. They want you to curse God. They want you to turn on God. They want you to stop praying. They want you to stop spending time with God. They want you to be so frustrated and discouraged until you have no words to even pray. This is what they want to do. This is what the straw man wants to do. And like edible grain, the enemy wants to eat your possessions. They want to eat your possession. They want to swallow it. They want to swallow your dreams. They want a strong man wants to swallow your goals. This is what the strong man wants to do. Wants to swallow your goals, swallow your destiny. They aim to swallow it whole. But you are determined that anything of mine that the strong man tries to swallow, you're going to choke on it. They're going to choke on it in the name of Jesus. And we know Jesus said, John 16, 33, in this world, we're going to have tribulation. Paul just said it. He said, hey, every day I'm dying to the flesh. Every day I'm risking death. Every day death is trying to come after me. Every day they persecute me. But I ain't going nowhere. I'm going to complete my assignment. I'm going to complete my assignment. But notice verse 22. Notice verse 22.
0: Uh, Jesus prayed.
1: He made a request, a petition to God. Again, the just judge on Peter and others to have Jesus Christ again. We know he's a, he's our advocate. He's our advocate. But Jesus prayed that their faith, their trust, their confidence would not fail. That that it would not fail. Actually, verse thirty-two. It's in verse thirty-two. I, but I prayed for you that your faith should not fail, and when you have returned to me, strengthen your brethren so we see it right there in verse 32 when jesus prayed jesus made a request he made a petition unto god remember he's our advocate he made a he made a request to the just judge on peter and the other disciples behalf jesus prayed that their faith their trust their confidence in god would not fail the strong man wants your faith your trust your confidence in god to fail Now, of course, no one's going to admit that. But looking at the situation, you can determine, has my faith, my trust, my confidence in God in this situation? Has it failed? Has it lingered? Has it not been as has it not been as strong as it should be? And Jesus even hints to the fact that Peter would be sifted a little bit. And we know he did because he denied it. He knew Jesus three times after Jesus was arrested. So there was some sifting going on. He denied Christ. He denied Christ. Satan found an open door through the seeds he had been sowing. Hello. So we can't afford not to pray. And what and what happened when Jesus in the garden? Peter, y'all can't pray, y'all can't pray with me. Y'all can't stay awake for an hour. Y'all can't watch and pray with me for an hour well here comes my here comes the enemy they're coming to rest me now but jesus said peter after you turn back so we knew that he did a little bit of a falling away which he did when he denied christ but he said peter after you've turned back after you've converted after you've returned after you come back repent after you repent then he said he should strengthen make firm make stable establish his other brothers Now, when you've been strengthened, Peter, strengthen your other brothers, strengthen others, strengthen the others with you, encourage the others who are with you. When you've gone through what you're going through, when you come through what you've gone through, when you fought and you won battle after battle, you go and encourage others, you strengthen others. You share your testimony, that brings shame to the enemy. Don't be ashamed of what God brought you out of, what God brought you through. Your testimony brings shame to the enemy because it reminds the enemy's camp of your victory against them. Don't be ashamed of your testimony. Don't be ashamed of how you triumph over the enemy. Don't let the enemy cause you to be silent about that thing. You have a story to tell. And part of that process is bringing it to the surface. So, you can c- confront it, be healed of it. And it brings shame to the enemy. Let's go to our last passage Psalm 18. Psalm
0: 18, verses 17 through 18. Psalm 18, verses 17 through 18.
1: Psalm 18, verse 17, it says, He delivered me from my strong enemy, from those who hated me, for they were too strong for me. They confronted me in the day of my calamity, but the Lord was my support. They confronted me in the day of my calamity, but the Lord was my support, the Lord. And so in this particular passage there, uh, David is talking about Saul, who we know Saul was trying to kill him because of Saul's jealousy. And so Saul had so many resources on his side to kill David, so many resources, but God rescued David. God strengthened David. The spirit of death was after David. The men didn't want David alive and was using Saul to try to carry out the evil assignment. We didn't saw a man
0: to try to come up against him.
1: But God, the Lord, was his support. And so we understand the demonic straw man wants to bring fear into your life. They want you constantly on the run. They want you weary from running. Weary from fighting. They want you running instead of confronting. They want you hiding. Adam and Eve, why are you hiding? Why are you hiding from the presence of God? They want you hiding behind the pain from wounds in your soul. Hiding from behind shame of the past. Hiding behind guilt. And they use that against you. The strong man wants you to be afraid of what they're capable of doing. But the demonic strong man should be afraid of what you're capable of doing. Check your record. You let the enemy know, check my record. We must realize that the battle is not a flesh and blood. David understood it here and he took the situation to God. God was his support. The demonic strongman is our strong enemy. But thank God that through God's power, we as godly strongmen are stronger than the demonic strongmen. Regardless of their tactics, their strategies, their traps, we are stronger. We are stronger. We're more powerful. Our fire is greater. But we got to show up. We got to use it. We got to be obedient. We have to do our part. Stop running and start confronting. Stop fleeing. The enemy's supposed to flee from us. Not us fleeing from the enemy. We have territory to take. The strong man wants to bully you on your job and your family and community and your career in your relationship they want to bully you to make you feel like nothing's going to change that's why it's called a lie we can't buy into the lie we got to replace the lie with the truth we can't subscribe to those lies those tactics of the enemy the strong man wants you dead the sooner you get a grip of that The most serious you take, your prayer life. The strong man wants you dead, and they're waiting for any and every opportunity to capitalize on premature death. Paul made it clear, every day they're coming for me. But I'm winning every day. Yeah, they might have thrown me in prison sometime. Yeah, I might have got beaten a few times. Yeah, I might have ran to some rough places. I got some tribulation, but I'm a good chair. Because Jesus Christ overcame the world, I'm going to overcome it too. Jesus Christ overcame the attacks. I'm going to overcome it too. And not only am I going to conquer, I'm more than a conqueror. I'm going to more than conquer. I'm going to more than conquer this thing. I'm going to more than defeat my enemies. I'm going to bring shame to them. I'm going to conquer them. I'm going to destroy them and everything they care about. I'm going to get them before they can get me. Mindset of a warrior of Christ. Mindset of a warrior of Christ. We're not backing down. We're not going anywhere. Make a bold declaration to the enemy. I'm not going anywhere. I'm here to stay. I ain't going until God calls me home. I ain't coming home before it's too soon. I'm not coming home early. I'm coming home on schedule. Premature your death, you're not going to find me. You're not going to stop me from fulfilling my destiny on earth. You're not going to stop from accomplishing what God's called me to accomplish in this earth. You're not going to stop me. You're not going to hinder me. No matter what comes my way, what attacks you bring, I'm going to bounce back and I'm going to come for you even harder. And you're going to feel my wrath, which is the wrath of God that's going to be coming through me to you. Simple as that. No apologies necessary. It is what it is. It's going to be what it's going to be. And ain't going to be no casualties on our end. Our wicked enemies are going to have to perish. Our wicked enemies going to have to pay. Yeah, they might have they got a couple shots on you. But we ain't backing down. And we ain't bowing down to no devil. Not today, not tomorrow, not no day of the week. Not gonna happen. The strong man has met its match with you. Has to be your mindset. The strong man has met its match with you. Simple as that. And the strategy is gonna be keep being exposed. We're gonna keep getting stronger because we're gonna get in God's glory more and more and more and more and more. Trust and believe that. Strong man, we ain't going nowhere. Amen. Glory be to the name of the Lord. The first call is you're not saved. Then he comes to kill, steal, destroy Christ came that you may have life and that you may have it more abundant. You can't fight the strong man without Christ. You can't advance in this in this life without Christ. You can't advance. You can't advance. You can't get caught up in what you see. Deception, of the enemy have you believe that material things? Oh, look, they're so successful, and they don't have Christ. Don't fall. Don't don't bite the bait. Tactic of the enemy. Don't go by what you physically see. You have to spiritually discern what's going on, and it's only through your relationship with Christ. So, if you're not saved and you're ready to accept the Lord Jesus Christ, you can simply simply repeat after me: Lord Jesus Christ, I believe you died on the cross for my sins and raised again from the dead with all power in your hand. Father God, please forgive me of all of my sins, known and unknown. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. I want to live for you. I belong to you. And you belong to me. If you just say that for the first time, you are saved. It's that simple. And we welcome you to the family of God. And the angels in heaven are rejoicing. And we welcome you. If that's your first time uh, making that proclamation, you can send an email. To info at thecorgreen.org, info at thecorgreen.org, uh, saying that you just got newly saved so that we can send you, uh, make sure that you can get some information to get you started on your journey. The second call is this, is for those who've been hearing the sound, you've been coming on Bible study, prayer closet, etc., other things, classes, and you know that this is home. You've been hearing the sound, you're growing here, you're being stretched here, you're being pushed into destiny here. If you know that you and this is home and Holy Spirit is leading you that this is home, that I'm your pastor, your spiritual covering, no matter where you are across the globe. It's not just about being within the four walls. It's about God doing a new thing and you taking heed to that new thing he's doing. He's trying to get you to be a part of. So if that's you, you send an email to info at the Maybe you're already connected somewhere, but you still feel very much connected here. Uh, you can also send an email. So you want to become a partner of Uproom Kingdom. And we can also and uh, uh, we welcome you in advance to the room. And then when you send an email. Uh, you'll get some information on the next steps to become a member or a partner of Upper Room Kingdom. So we welcome you to the room. Amen. Glory be to the name of the Lord. Awesome. So I'll close out in prayer. believe any other announcements. Uh, next week, we should have the dates for church on the go for February. Father God, we come now. And we give you glory, honor and praise. We thank you, God, for this Bible study. We thank you for the word. Uh, that went forth on this evening we know god that i uh, took root in the lives of your people oh god we declare continue to take deep root in our hearts oh god that we will apply it to our lives oh god that we uh, uh will continue to move forward into our destiny that the demonic strong men shall be exposed eradicated out of our lives oh god we thank you oh god for this reminders of oh god of the importance of our faith importance of our prayer life oh god the power and authority uh, that you placed on inside of us, God. We just thank you, God, for allowing us to rule, reign, and have dominion right here on earth. We declare your spirit of peace will rest upon everyone. Listen under the sound of my voice, oh God. Let your peace appear upon their homes, upon their lives. You continue to open their eyes of understanding, oh God, that they will know that not one prayer, that their prayer of faith, shall fall to the ground, it shall produce a harvest. We thank you. We love you. We praise you. We glorify your name. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Remember, go back and listen to this word. Uh, sometime before next Bible study next week because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Amen. So it's always remember you are the breath of God and God never wastes a breath. This is the Corey Green sign out. God bless you. Every smile upon you. See you soon.
0: Warriors, thank you for tuning in to the Spiritual Warfare Network podcast and applying today's teaching. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast and follow Apostle Green on social media.